welcome everyone to Resurrection Life Church in Cadillac, Michigan. Thank you for joining us today. We're so glad to have you with us, and we pray that you encounter God's goodness through the message today. Good morning. All right. You know, why, why uh, wait till uh, the 20th to ice skate? You can just bring your skates today and go out in the parking lot. Man, oh man, praying for you guys that you're safe as you uh, come and go. A little icy today. But um, good. how you guys doing? You doing well? Yes, things are going good. God is good, moving. Um, hey, we're in a series called Breakthrough. Say Breakthrough. <clears throat> so I want to start again by declaring this verse over you. It's out of Micah 2.13. Uh, it says, your leader will break out and lead you out of exile, out through the gates of the enemy cities, and back to your own land. Your king will lead you. The Lord himself will guide you. Breakthrough, breakthrough, breakthrough. Now that's a, that breakthrough is a military movement. It's a word uh, about a military movement or advancement. Listen, all the way through and beyond the enemy's front line defense. Doesn't that make you feel good? Like God just doesn't want you to just get by. He wants to break through. He wants to do something amazing in your life, right? I just, that's, that's, the, that's our God. And I'm believing for your breakthrough. Whatever it is you need to go far beyond what you could ever think or imagine. Because again, Jesus didn't die for us to just get by. And I think many times we're holding on to an enemy without even knowing it. Sometimes we're linking arms with him and, and through a lie or through shame or bitterness or pride. And Jesus died and was raised to life to give us an abundant life. You need to know that, an abundant life. There's no gray area with God regarding breakthrough because I just want you to know Jesus wants to give you and I breakthrough. And I think, honestly, I think my life is a series of breakthroughs. And I was thinking about some significant breakthroughs I had in my life. And one was actually just before I came here, I went to a men's event. I was kicking and screaming, didn't want to go to this event. It's like a three-day event with a bunch of dudes you don't know. And, you know, and I'm like, that, that is, that's not my vibe, you know. But I knew God was calling me. And I, and I, I was like, oh, I don't want to go. Lord, make it not happen. Well, it didn't. He, he wanted me to go. So I get to this place. Some incredible things happen. One of the amazing things about this place was God was there. And he knew I needed a breakthrough. I needed to go to the next level in my life. You ever felt like that? I mean, I just want to go to the next level. And so I knew I needed it. Didn't want to go, but I went anyway. And long story short, um, I'll tell you something. God, God broke through in my life. And the, one of the reasons I know he broke through because when the whole thing was said and done, I went to my hotel and I called Emily on the phone. I know she remembers this, but usually I, I'm, if I'm on the phone, you know, I'm not a guy with a lot of words up here maybe, but not on the phone, you know, uh, unless we're face to face, we talk a lot, but on the phone, this is really short and sweet. I think I talked for about 45 minutes straight. She didn't even get, remember that? I couldn't, I, like, I couldn't help myself. There was such a breakthrough of the Spirit of God in me and out of me. I'm like, I don't even, like, I don't want to watch TV. All I wanted was I wanted to experience more of God. There was an amazing, literal breakthrough. I'll never forget that. And that's what God wants. You know, the Bible says that rivers of living water will flow from within us. And that's the kind of breakthrough that God is looking for in our lives. Uh, yes, breakthrough around us. You know, he definitely wants our relationships mended. He wants, he wants us to, to be in good places in our family. But really, he's looking on the inside of us. 
But he wants breakthrough. John 10.10 is the confirmation of that. I'm going to read the amplified version right here. It says, the thief comes only in order to steal, kill, and destroy. This is the amplified version if you want to put that up. Look at this. He comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. I came, Jesus said, that they may have and enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. And what I've noticed about life is that we have an enemy who's always trying to stop up our well. He's always trying to cover up the well. I mean, there's a lot of stories in the Bible about that when, when, when the enemy comes and, you know, Jacob's well, all, all these wells that they dug and they had fresh water and then some enemy comes along and fills it up, just, just puts a bunch of dirt and rock in there. But that's, that is, that is what, that's the agenda of the enemy, right? We, we, we have to know that. He's always trying to get this water to stop flowing, God to stop flowing. But God is not just a God of breakthrough. Uh, he wants to break you free from it as well. And he wants to overflow with this love, joy, peace, freedom, his goodness in any and every area of your life. So even though the enemy wants to stop it, no worries. Jesus is, is bigger. Our leader, this is so important, our leader will lead us out. The message today is, is, is really about allowing Jesus to lead us out instead of us trying to figure it out, striving to make this thing happen. It just never works. You know, I'm not against self-help books, but very limited. <laughs> very limited. Like we need, we need the power of the Holy Spirit. Uh, to move in our lives. So I want to show you this breakthrough moment again. I'm going I'm to head back to this moment with David, one of the many moments of David when he was surrounded by the enemy. They're trying to stop him and trying to hinder him. And look at this, 2 Samuel 5, 17. Now the Philistines heard that they had anointed David king over Israel. And all the Philistines went up. Say went up to search for David. But David heard of it and went down. Say went down. <laughs> To the stronghold. Verse 18, the Philistines also went and deployed themselves in the valley of Rephaim. So David inquired of the Lord saying, uh, I, I, shall I go up against the Philistines? Will you deliver them into, into my hand? Uh, and the Lord said, of course, David, go up. I will doubtless deliver the Philistines into your hand. I will doubtless give you breakthrough. So David went to Belperazim and David defeated them there. And he said, the Lord has broken through my enemies before me like a breakthrough of water. Therefore, he called that, that name Belperazim, which, which means the Lord of breakthrough. Now, the, the, word, the word Rephaim, Valley of Rephaim, means Valley of the Giants. And so I love it that God gave him victory in that place and he changed the name from Valley of Giants to Lord of the Breakthroughs. And really, we all have giants, we all have valleys, places where we fight that God says, I need to get with you in that place so that I can change the name of that place that, that's, that you've been living in for so long. I want to give it a brand new name. But this is significant because this is where David reveals, the yet again, another name of God, the Lord of the breakthroughs. So listen, if you're in a battle right now, your breakthrough is here. Now, I realize that when I'm speaking this message, either you've been through a battle before, you're in a battle right now, or you're about to go into one, <laughs> right? That's the way it goes, right? 
That's just the way it is. In this life, we're going to have trouble. But not everybody is going through the same thing at the same time because that would be a tough place to be, right? In our marriage, usually Emily's happy. She's happy most of the time. But when she's down, I get up, right? Hopefully, right? <laughs> but if we're both down, that's a sad place, right? That's tough. Um, so, but we realize that this is going to speak to you who've been through battles and speak to you right now if you're in a battle because your breakthrough is here. It's right here. So we ended last week with this phrase that the battle precedes the breakthrough. If the battle precedes the breakthrough, so if there's something holding you back in life and, and you're not sure what it is, I've got good news. Jesus is about to lead you out. See, we know when the battle precedes breakthrough because the challenges keep coming. The challenges keep coming. Have you ever had those days you're like, are you kidding me? Again? Right? Come on, God, give me a break. Right? Boom, day after day. And if we're, if we're not careful, right, we'll begin to think it's God. God, why are you doing this to me? It's not God. It's not God. It's an enemy. He, apparently, he knows you're anointed. He knows you're anointed. He knows you're anointed to set people free. So when he, like I said, once, once he knows you're anointed, you make, you make the front page of the Hell Herald, right? And he says, oh, but don't worry about it because Jesus is bigger. He's greater, right? You're anointing. Uh, God's got this. So when it looks like the enemy is surrounding you, you're closing in, when frustration is building, when the tension is rising, when the burdens you are carrying are just too heavy to bear, breakthrough is near. So let me give you this truth that... Many of us don't want to hear, but breakthrough is such an exciting word until you remember that none of us get excited about the first word. Say it. Break. Right? Come on. Break. Break. We don't go into, into, we don't go into ventures and businesses to see things break, right? Uh, but, but we don't set out in this life to be broken. In fact, our culture is filled with ways to avoid or escape anything that makes us feel discomfort, discomfort, dis-ease, and pain. However, you can't have breakthroughs without something first breaking. Do you know that? You just can't have a breakthrough without something first breaking. Let me say it this way. Breakthrough happens on the outside when breakup happens on the inside. So when the challenges keep coming, when the pressure's building, when the pot starts boiling, don't be surprised if things start breaking on the inside. I really believe, so this is what I'm seeing a lot lately. I'm really seeing the Holy Spirit moving in all of us and really getting in the places where he can, he can get us to be vulnerable and broken. You know, uh, hey, I, I don't, I'm, I'm the kind of guy, you know, that, that, is used to just, no, oh, I can figure it out, you know, and but then I figure out that's not the way to go, and then I call on God again, and he helps me. Um, but uh, listen, if you're, if you're like breaking up inside, praise God. Like if I'm sitting across a troubled marriage, I say, praise God, because <laughs> now God can work, right? Before, we didn't want to go get help. I don't want to read a marriage book or whatever you might say. And all of a sudden, now things are breaking. That's a great sign. Because that's how breakthrough happens when the breaking happens first. Seem like you're bombarded by problems lately? Well, more than likely, it's a spiritual enemy not wanting you to discover what God has in store for you. And then that's an indication that breakthrough is needed and it's close because battle does precede the breakthrough. So let me help you lead, lead you to the, just this place really quick. Because I believe 
breakthrough is not a matter of performance, but a matter of proximity. Proximity. In other words, your position determines your breakthrough. That's how I'm going to say that. I'm going to show you what, what, what that is, your position. In other words, breakthrough happens as we position ourselves, obviously with God, but also uniting with Jesus and his mighty power. See, most Christians agree that God is for us. They God is for us, right? And we agree that God is with us. They God is with us. But how many know and live by the fact that God is in us? It's so different. This overwhelming breakthrough power lives in us. The truth is, we are already united with Christ. We are in Christ. Christ in us. You can't get any closer than that. But sometimes it seems like we, Christians, are searching out there somewhere. I'm not going to sing that. For the power of God. We're, We're looking somewhere else for the power of God. When all along... It's right here with us. He's right here living in us, waiting to be accessed. What a blessing to realize that God is so within reach and his power is stirring within our spirits right now, waiting to be activated. I know this about you. I know there's something going on inside of you. Come on. There's some, because I know it's happening all around. I know that you're, like, you're thinking differently. Like there's something going on in your heart and your spirit. God is speaking to you in a way that you haven't heard in a long time. Come on, amen, right? I know it, I know it, I know it. See, one of the reasons God loved David was because David was always looking to to position himself with God. He was determined to get to that place to meet with God. Look, so look at this. Here it is, 2 Samuel 5, 17. When the Philistines heard that they had anointed David king over Israel, all the Philistines went up to search for David, but David went down to the stronghold. He went down. Look at this. This doesn't seem right. It, strategically, it doesn't make sense. If you want to win a war, you're normally going to take a high place. It's going to give you, you're going to understand how much of the enemy's out there, how they're positioned. It's going to help you. But in this case, David doesn't. He actually does the opposite and goes down. God says, my ways are higher than your ways. They're not like you. So he's always got doing something a little different than we expect. So he takes him down to the Valley of the Giants to meet with God to ask God's help. I'll just say this, David got low and up close. That's how we'll say that. David got low and up close. And look at this, after he got low and up close, he simply asked God for help, and it didn't take long to see God bring breakthrough. You know, Friday, uh, you know, I was, uh, I was um, well, actually, was, was it Thursday morning? Some morning. So we have this cat. <sighs> getting old, 17 years. If you love cats, don't, don't be offended by this. God bless the cats. But, but this cat's 17. And I, it's going to live to like 30. I shouldn't speak that. But it's, it meows. Like, so I, I, I like every morning I get up early, I go down to my place and I read the Bible. I spend time. I pray. I say, God, speak to me. I spend a ton of time just with God, you know, because I, I need him. And so, and right, right now, the cat knows that I'm down there and just starts like constantly. So I'm like, I can't do this. So what I did was, was I get a water bottle. Come on, right? And, and so when the cat gets close, I just spray it. Kind of hisses too. So, so the cat's like, 
And the cat just kind of takes off, right? So, but, to, but that day, that day, I sprayed it and she stood there. I'm like, hmm. So I got up, got all big. I said, Zoe, not today. <laughs> I got to spend time with God, right? No, I said, you got to go because I'm, I'm in the groove here. And so I went over to spray her with a spray bottle. And as I'm spraying her, the water falls on the floor and I, my, my foot catches the water. It doesn't slip, it catches. And all of a sudden, boom, my back went. And I felt like a, I, there's something behind this. I felt like just a knife went through my back. Well, subsequently, as the hours went by, I found myself flat on my back, flat on my back. Couldn't move for like 20 hours. But here's the thing. I didn't ask for prayer. I was just going to muscle through it. No pun intended. And finally, I'm like, Emily, you want to pray for me? We're always praying for people. We're always ministering to people. But when it comes to me, I'm like, what is that? So Emily prays, puts her hand on my back. Then, then I was feeling better, came here on, on, uh, on Saturday, and Maria and Dana got around me, prayed for me, and I'm feeling great today, you guys. I'm feeling great. I'm getting there. Like, like I'm, 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 I'm like, it's, it's amazing after feeling like you have something stuck in your back, like it felt like a disc just popped out, and um, that God would do that so quickly. But I believe because I went to a place to ask for help. <clears throat> down low, down low, down low. And that's what David did. That's what David did. Now, David understood the valley. David understood the valley because God called him to a valley of giants. That's where he got a strategy to, to defeat the Philistines. But if you remember, when David killed Goliath the first time, he killed him in the valley of Elah. <clears throat> but let me show you the scene so that you can understand this for a moment. Here's the scene just before David kills Goliath. 1 Samuel 17, this is significant. David, David knew this. That's why he went down to, he kept going to the place where God called him to. So Saul and the Israelites assembled and camped in the valley of Eli and drew up their battle line to meet the Philistines. Look at The Philistines occupied one hill and the Israelites on the other. You see that? With a valley in between. Hill, hill. Now, David ended up killing Goliath. We know that story. He rushed down the hill, met Goliath, killed him. Down low. Say down low. And up close. It's human nature to get on a hill to fight the battle. It's human nature to use our own ability to defeat our giant. God always has a different way. He would say, don't fight fire with fire. Don't try to match your giant with your strength. Hill for hill. That's what the world wants us to do. Just hill for hill. No, no. Fight your giant with God in your valley. Amen. Now, that's significant. When, 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 when he, we went low, I'm telling you. David wrote this. He says, he says I look up to the mountains and hills, but, but, not, but does my help come from here? Oh, no. My help comes from the Lord. He says, those hills won't, go, won't save me. My ability won't save me. My talents won't save me. David knew the power of God in the valley. David didn't have to be humbled. He chose to go to humble places to position himself for breakthrough. He lived to trust God, to rely on God. David found 
God in the valley. But so did Jesus. Jesus in Luke 5, 16 said, it says, but Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. Now let me show you something. Because we naturally avoid valleys. They can be dark, they can bring fear, they can cast a shadow of confusion, but there's actually power and beauty in the valley down low. It's in the valley where you find life. It's in the valley where you find peace and abundance. This is what David knew. This is why he went when surrounded by the enemy. He went down, but the Philistines went up. Come on. Don't ever fall for the trap. I got to go up. I got to go up. I got to go find that person. I got to go find that answer from that place. No, 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 no. Listen, we find our answer from God. I said this, I said, I said, before you go to the phone, go to the throne. Right? Before you go to the throne, just simply go to the, go to the throne. Practice that. You'll be blessed. But look at this. Psalm 23. We all know this. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. I'm going to read you the NIV version. But it says, the Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. Remember, this is David talking about his valley experiences. He says, I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. This is really starting great. He refreshes my soul. Oh, he guides me along the right path for his name's sake. Oh, here we go, verse 4. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. The darkest valley, it says. But then he picks up. I'll fear no evil. For you're with me, your rod and your staff, they come from me. You prepare a table for me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. But here's the truth. When you're going through a tough time, when trouble comes, it's so easy to focus on verse 4. Those few words Hey, what's Psalm 23 about? Oh, that's the valley of the shadow of death psalm. Because we have a tendency to, to, to get scared, right? I've been there. We're like, oh, man, things are really tough. Yeah, but here, here's what you're missing. Because I've noticed this. Whatever I focus on, I will follow. And whatever I follow, I fall into. If I focus on Jesus, I'll follow Jesus, fall into Jesus. If I focus on fear, I'll follow fear and fall into fear. Right? It's as simple as that. So David doesn't focus on, on verse 4. Look what he says. He's really saying, you're not surrounded by darkness. You're not surrounded by defeat. You're not surrounded by death. You're not surrounded by that one verse, he would say. You're surrounded by almighty God, the shepherd, green pastures, quiet waters, times of refreshing, his comfort, his anointing, his power, his presence, his goodness, overflowing with abundance. That's what's in your valley. Because he is in your valley. I think God leads us to valleys so that we can see God. I'm not like Jason Black, who's the, who's the cup full. Emily, cup full. Get around them and they're just full, full cups. You know, they're full of it. <laughs> I'm not, in a good way. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a half, half, I'm a half empty, half full guy sometimes. But listen. But, but listen, these people are significant because there are times when I see the darkness, they say, no, 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 no. Look at that. That person got delivered. That person got healed. That person's growing in Jesus. This is happening. Sometimes I can get stuck in my dark shadow. Any, you, you too at all? But, but, but God says, no, 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 just 
take a moment, get past verse four because there's so much more that God has for us in the valley. I don't like valleys. Sometimes they last too long, but I believe God brings us to valleys as well because he brings us to deep places where he knows that only he can get us out. There's no hill to run to. There's no valley to run to. It's like God says, good, now I can do it. See, it's in the valley I've truly gotten to know my Savior. So this is how I'm going to finish. Don't be afraid to go there. Let's make this practical. If you are anxious in your life right now, a lot of people are anxious coming out of what, we're, what, what we've been in, just, just right? Anxious. Well, anxiety is actually... Um, is actually, st- fear repeated as anxiety. Let me back up. Anxiety, I'm sorry, anxiety, worry, fear. Anxiety, you worry once and you worry twice, it becomes anxiety. Back up to worry, back up to the root, which is fear. Come on, fear. So what, what I'm saying is don't be afraid to go down in the valley to the roots of what's happening in your life. Like, we can't just keep covering up. Like, if you have, if you have marriage struggles, go see someone, right, that can kind of look and say, oh, let's, can we go there for a moment? Don't be afraid to go there, right, because, because God, breakthrough is all about Jesus getting to the roots and the roof, a lot of times we just kind of try to make it look on, a, on the roof and we never get to the roots down in the valley. That's where all the good stuff is. I hope this is uncomfortable. Listen, this whole message has been uncomfortable for me. Like, if, like, like I'm breaking on the inside. I know it. I'm, sometimes I try to hold on as much as I can not to break, but I'm breaking. Are you breaking? Don't be afraid to go there. Don't be afraid to meet that giant with God in prayer because your position determines your breakthrough. So I'm going to end with this, and you've heard the story before, but I think it's, it's me, it's, it's just a, it's ingrained in my, my life. Because the position, like, the position of down low up close is always the position that God's going to bring your strategy, your victory. He's going to help you get free. He's going to help you help others get free. Matter of fact, this church, the, one of the foundations of this church is helping people get free. We just can't wait. We, we, and you know this, like we're, we're gathering a bunch of people and say, man, I want to help people get free. Well, great. You're in the perfect place. That's what we want to do. We, we, we don't want to see people struggling in bondage. We hate that. I hate that. So years ago, you probably heard, for those of you have heard, have heard this, just bear with me. So years ago when Emily was pregnant with Anna Lynn, she had a craving of butter braid pretzels and chocolate chips. And uh, I can see this as plain as day. And, and I remember it was like a, really late, 11 o'clock at night. I was tired in my sweats, you know, about ready to go to bed. And she goes, man, I have a hankering. I need some butter braid pretzels and chocolate chips. And I thought, well, you might want to go down and get some, you know, but we didn't have any. <clears throat> so I thought, oh, yeah, but I, that's my wife. I love her. She needs me. She's with child. And so I, I thought, I'm going to quit going out of the gas station. But I thought, man, it's going to be like three times as much if I go there. So I drive up another six miles to Meyer. You know, it all evens out, right? So I drive to Meyer. This, this is how great God is. I drive to Meyer. I'm going to Meyer. I'm like, I'm kind of, you know, listen, there's nothing spiritual about me in this moment. I'm just being obedient. 
getting her pretzels and, and chocolate chips. I remember going there, and I go down the chocolate chip aisle. I know right where that is. There are all the chocolate chips. So I get the chocolate chips, and there was a girl who used to be in my youth ministry in Ionia when I was youth pastor. And um, she's there with two gentlemen, a young a tall gentleman and a sh- really short, older gentleman, both Hispanic. They do not speak English. So I'm talking with her just for a few minutes. How you doing? Good to see you. How have you been? Really, sh- uh, you know, just some short talk. And um, I leave that place. Those guys didn't say one word. Um, she speaks Spanish, so they're probably talking after I leave. Anyways, I go down the next aisle, which is a chip aisle, which was where the butter braid pretzels are. I can't find them anywhere. I'm looking and looking and looking. All of a sudden, I'm staring at this the this chip area, I couldn't find them. And all of a sudden, something gets, someone gets really close to me. And I could feel it. I'm like, oh, man. Now, in this aisle were also two families from our church. Just happened to me. Like two people that, two families that, are, are, that knew us. They were just hanging out in this aisle at 11 o'clock at night. Which makes this even funnier. So this guy, this little guy, probably five foot, come right up to here. I'm like, oh, hey, how you doing? He doesn't speak English. I don't speak Spanish. I can count to 10, but it probably wouldn't help. Uno, dos, tres, cuatro, cinco, seis, siete, ocho, nueve, diez. Wouldn't have helped. But listen, this guy, this, this standing there, he's holding a fifth of vodka. Right here, just holding it. His eyes are bloodshot. I can see this, just bloodshot. He's just, this guy's stuck. Man, he needs breakthrough. He is struggling in life. You know, he just, his life is just going down the tube. He's holding this thing. He's looking at me. I'm looking at him. I don't know what to do. So I say this, I say, Jesus loves you. Well, I said, Jesus loves you, right? Jesus, that's Spanish. <laughs> I'm telling you, this is true. So Jesus loves you. I say that. He's looking at me kind of like this. I begin to just say some things. Like I'm saying, I'm saying like, ah, I know God loves you. And I'm just like, and I'm so frustrated because of the, the, bar- the language barrier. I don't know what to do. Finally, I just grab the guy. I grab this little five-foot guy and I grab him, pull him to myself up close, really up close, just hold him like this. He's bawling, just crying. This guy's, I don't know this guy. He's crying. Uh, the people from our church later said, oh, Pastor Dan, it was so cute. I'm like, give me a break. I'm holding this guy and, and in the eye, holding him tight. He's bawling, crying. I'm like, what is going on here? So finally after this, this embrace, I let him go. <laughs> he, he, I'm telling you, he looked at me, clear eyes. Like he was his eyes became clear. He took that fifth of vodka, put it right by the, the ch- I know exactly those El Matador chips. He stuck them right by the chips. Didn't bring them back to the aisle. That's, that's job security anyway. So he, he put it right there. Listen, put it right there. And he walked off into the sunset. <laughs> changed. He was, he was literally changed. I, I've never seen anything like that, that drastic in my life, but I knew it was the presence of God. I knew it, was, it had to be this awkward moment of me just hugging this guy I never knew, never saw him again. I, I then walked around Meyer probably for a half an hour, and I just said, God, you are so big. Like, do you realize, like, do you know how God is orchestrating things in your life? Don't, don't worry Oh, man, don't worry. I know we worry so much. We think God's not in sovereign. Oh, he's, God's big. God is so big. Don't worry about your kids. I mean, love them. Like, your kids have relationship with them. Just keep relationship. God, God is leading them. And you've done a great job, parents, by the way. Nobody's perfect. You've done an amazing job. Now, now release them to the Lord. God is, God is, um, God is directing them. 
Just like he directed this unspiritual dude that loves his wife because she wanted butter braid pretzels and chocolate chips. Nothing spiritual about that, but God brought a breakthrough. And I will never forget that, you guys. I'll never forget that. Matter of fact, I'm going to pray those kind of breakthroughs for you. Watch out um, that you meet someone that you have to give a hug. Breakthrough. Or your position determines your breakthrough. So what does that mean? That means that, Lord, I'm not going to go to my hill. I'm not going to go to the hill of media, the hill of government, the hill of the internet first. I'm not going to go to these places because I can't get anything from there. Lord, I'm actually going to do what Dave did. I'm going to go down low to the stronghold. I'm going to spend time with you. And if you've got a cat down there, get a spray bottle. But I'm going to go down with you, Lord. And I want to hear the strategy you have for me because I'm telling you, it doesn't take God long to break through and you see an amazing change in your life. Amen? So what I want to do is I want to end again with this prayer. Would you stand together? We're just going to declare this breakthrough breakthrough prayer together. And we're going to say it with confidence. We're going to say it with boldness. You can say it as loud as you want. But pray this with me again today. Say, I declare breakthrough in my life. A sudden burst of God's goodness. A breakthrough of God's power. A flood of God's healing. A flow of God's love, a powerful anointing to break off heaviness, a powerful anointing to break every stronghold. Father, I place myself under your care. I position myself under your love. I hide myself under your wings. Today, I declare breakthrough in my life. In Jesus' mighty name, amen, 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 amen. We're honored that you are with us today. Please connect with us because we want to get to know you. Head to our website, getreslife.org. That's G-E-T-R-E-S-L-I-F-E dot org. And like us on Facebook, Resurrection Life Church Cadillac. For upcoming events and information and ways to connect, God bless you and have a beautiful week.